An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Wolbeck. If you're wondering who to start, who to sit, go to fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Our rankings are there, so all your start sick questions, you can answer them there. We'll make sure to update those through the weekend. If you want to follow us, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. What, DK, you're Danny B. Kelly on Twitter. I'm Danny B. Kelly on everything. Danny B. Kelly on everything, even better. Craig, you're Craig Rollback on Twitter. Yep. Super easy last name to spell. You shouldn't have a problem finding it. <laughs> I'm Danny <laughs> underscore Heifetz. And then if Twitter explodes, because whatever Elon Musk is doing, I am just Danny Heifetz on Instagram. So come, come follow us. Heifetz posts a lot of thirst traps on IG, so. A lot oh. of thirst traps. Come for the thirst <laughs> traps, stay for the thirst traps. We are recording this on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but we're giving you a little Friday preview because uh, we love you guys. So we care. We're If we're wrong, if we have no idea who's playing, that's because we're recording Tuesday. If we're just idiots, <laughs> that's because we're us. But you can't see in the future, all right? Yeah, geez, we wanted to give you something to do when you're stuck in the airport on a Friday. Craig's just upset because you have to fly on the Wednesday of Thanksgiving and he's just not excited about it. But if you are listening to this right now in an airport trying to leave on Black Friday, I'm sorry. So with that said, we're going to get to the games, the Sunday games. We're going to do some awards, a little vibe check-in. We do a little vibe check-in on Tuesday, but it's fine. Does anyone want to start off here? A little Sunday action. <laughs> I'll start. My first award is titled... Time to crank up the hearing aid and double the morning meds because it's crunch time. And this goes to Tom Brady. <laughs> Old Tom. Tom is back from Germany. Who knows what medical treatment he received there? He's had a bye. Two <laughs> weeks off to recover. His 45-year-old bones are hopefully healing. 
<laughs> Good God. Okay, hold on, real clones. quick. What are, what are these mystery medical like things that we're assuming he got in Germany? Well, that's I actually the question, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know about the whole Germany thing, right? Like Kobe was like the blood platelets or something. Yeah, I don't even know there's just some there's stuff going on in Germany. All <laughs> the NBA the real, players go to Ger- Germany. I think the real answer is that Germany has advanced medical technology because in America our healthcare system we're a captured state and so no progress can be made. I think that's where we're. Wow. Going. Okay. Um, or just I don't know. Sorry, it's I, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, it's essentially so I, as people perhaps know, Tom Brady has been on my fantasy team this entire season, much to my chagrin. <laughs> Same. Uh, it's it's really crunch time right now. I, I'm gonna need to see something out of Brady in in, in the remainder of this season. The, the the Bucks are barely in first place. They're a half game up in the NFC South. They have they're five and five. The Falcons are five and six, and the Saints are even hanging on at four and seven. I just need to see it out of Tom. The schedule is not too rough, and I need him to take me to the promised land. Really, he's he's been playing better. He's trending up. The team is getting healthier. They're probably the healthiest they've ever been. They now finally have their four big receivers back. Godwin and Evans are still healthy. And Gage has been practicing this week. He practiced Monday. Uh, it's Again, it's Tuesday right now for us. I don't know how if he practiced later in the week. And then Julio seems to be relatively healthy. They've kept him on ice a lot this season. They're playing the Browns. I know the Browns have been playing well. They actually held Burrow and Josh Allen to their worst fantasy performances of the year. But you know what? Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, and I'm going to need to start seeing it. I'm going to need to start seeing <laughs> some results out of Tom. It starts now. Uh, I love how we get 20-plus years of, of greatness, and now we're just like fucking sour grapes about it. This team it. is 5-5 five and five in the <laughs> shitty NFC South. They need to, they need to go on a four-game winning streak, or, or I'm going to be upset. I love listening every week to you guys bitch about having Tom Brady. And I'm always just like, I like players who weren't retired. But then I just feel like I'm Donald Trump talking about John McCain. It's like, I like soldiers who weren't captured. So I just feel bad. Yeah, that's rude. But it's rude. I think it every it's time, rude. though. I like players who weren't retired. It's rude. Yeah. That doesn't uh, bother okay. me. The retirement doesn't bother me. The, the part that bothered me bothers me is that Brady just seems to be completely checked out this season because... Of he's doing it to personally slight you, Craig. He probably is. But listen, he's had two weeks off. There's no excuses now. The team's healthy. His old bones. His old balls? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> this is the funniest. This is the weirdest segment we've ever done. Tom Brady. No, we've done so Don't you feel ones. like it is kind of crunch time for the Bucks? It does kind of feel like, yes. all right, I think put the up Bucks are going to win six straight games. I'm not even kidding. I think the Bucks are going to win six straight. And they're just going to be like, oh, okay, that's the team. And it's going to be the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Bucks in the NFC. He needs to start throwing some touchdowns. Well, the great plot twist of the season (laughs) is that I think that the NFC is going to, by the end of the season, the NFC will look better than the AFC. All we talked about in the season was the AFC was better. And when we actually get to week 17, and we're like, wow, Eagles, Cowboys, I think the Niners will join that group, and the Bucks. And then the AFC, it's just the Chiefs and the Bills. Do you guys remember one of the funniest tweets? I believe it was ESPN. I am always, I always love, Heifetz, you actually sent us that. Uh, I, I love when corporate accounts try and be funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It, it's mind soul sucking. There was a tweet when, I don't even remember if Brady was in the Bucks or the Patriots, but the tweet was this. It said, when, Tom, when you give Tom Brady lemons, when you give Tom Brady football lemons, he makes touchdowns, <laughs> which doesn't even make any sense because they didn't include <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> it should have been when you give Tom Brady football lemons, he makes lemonade. Or Here's something the thing. Like that. You just owned yourself and you don't know it because this is why we have bad commercials. 
you remembered a tweet from five years ago because it was bad, but no, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like but unintentionally, but the anger is more <laughs> memorable than a, the best commercial could ever be. My point is, is that I, I'm going to need to see Tom make some, some touchdown lemonade. All right. Good. We'll get some touchdown lemonade from Tom. All right. Well, speaking of great, great, um, great brands. I want to do another version of SBF Fraud Watch presented by FTX. Mm, great brands. Uh, the Chargers-Cardinals game. Dude, we got Brandon Staley for the Chargers, whose brand is struggling. And then we got Cliff for the for the Cardinals. And I'm like, one of these guys is getting fired at the end of the has, season. Has Cliff's brand ever been good? I think Cliff is is well known to be a fraud. <laughs> well, I'm not a, sure today is the referendum. This is, week is the referendum on sure. Cliff. I guess that's kind of my point. What happens if the Chargers lose to the Cardinals and known fraud, Cliff Kingsbury? Like, what happens? Well, the entire offense seems dependent on if Keenan Allen's hamstring can stay intact. So it's really up to him. I thought it was weird that Staley punted on fourth and inches to the Chiefs. Ugh. His entire yeah. brand is not doing that. It was really odd. I'm just kind of like, I I'm just looking at this game. And I'm like, I like Brandon Staley. I think he's a good coach, but whew, getting harder to defend. I'm not sure he is a good coach. Why do you like him? I actually think it took courage to like actually come out and do the fourth down stuff. I think the combo of like you once you do that and that's your mentality, he's deviated from it this this, this year in ways I found very difficult to defend. He had like a fourth and four, fourth and five or something. Uh against the Browns where he went for it. And I was, it just felt absolutely reckless and it was not backed up by math or analytics or anything. And then meanwhile, he also like against the chiefs, like declined this fourth. Like it was one of those fourth and inches where the blue line and the yellow line were like intersecting. Right. Right. Like it was like the same it line. Green. It was just green, just a green line. <laughs> and I'm like, Justin Herbert's six foot six. I get you're on the 45 yard line, but like it's, this is your whole shtick. It's like, if you believe in all this stuff, there's no doubt. And it's weird to see him, being on one hand, sometimes doing the Josh McDaniels, like we're going to go for it fourth and down sometimes because I'm emotional, but on the flip side, like not, I don't know. It's just the inconsistency I think is going to erode the confidence combined with just the lack of just meeting expectations this year. You think the world is just, just grinding him down to, yes, to dust. He's, I do think he's coaching scared. <laughs> Maybe that's just right. a long, it yeah. feels like he's lost sense of who he is. Yeah. So. Fraud watch. This got kind of sad. He's the fourth down guy, and every fourth down, they're like, hey, fourth down guy, do your thing. And he doesn't know what to Dance, do. Dance, monkey. <laughs> yeah. He's like a TikTok star who got big doing the same thing, and now he doesn't know what to do a year later. He's like, do I just keep doing this for the rest it's of my life? So true. <laughs> it's like, so like I bend the paper clips into 69, and like, am I just that all He's the like, time? Is this now? my career now? Where I, I throw <laughs> objects at my friend and he tries to guess what they are. Is this what our career is now? We're making a hundred thousand dollars a month. <laughs> He's about to go on like a casino tour of going on going for it on fourth down. Like he's just relegated to casino. <laughs> Pete Rose Society baseballs. Also, it's like, <laughs> for, at fourth and five. Her, uh, what are you gonna do, Staley? Go for it. All the famous TikTok people, like it's so true. They grew up and you're like the TikTok, but it, it's like the Zoolander when he looks in the puddle and it's like, who am I? And then it looks back. It's like I don't know. There's an entire account of this guy who paints himself like a mime. And then he just hurts himself and doesn't make a sound. 
And he's been doing it for years. And my friend and I talk about it all the time. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna run into that guy at like a bar in 10 years. And he's going to be like, I'm 40 years old. I have a net worth of $20 million. And all I do is like bang a Razor scooter into my shin on TikTok every week. Well, and I've been doing that. that for 15 years. Have you seen the people who do it while scooter. they're sleeping? I was in the Wall Street Journal this week. Just all the, the sleep economy. of just like all these people who are just live streaming themselves sleeping. And you can like pay money and like they'll wake them up. Like, <laughs> oh my god yeah it's like they got light boards and it's insane and you could like donate a dollar and turn on a light see if they wake up you could send them like a hundred bucks <laughs> and like just like like turn their alarm clock on it's unbelievable but people oh just like watching god. them sleep people just, you watch them sleep for free and people like in australia will get up in the morning go to their day and they're watching this guy in america just sleep there's something wrong with us <laughs> Craig oh. is like I, Craig is. I can't tell if Craig's upset for humanity or like pissed he never thought of. That. No, he's no. he's like he's happy. He's like impressed. No, he's well, respect. that's it's, respect. It's right like there. it's both beautiful and horrific. It's both like <laughs> wow, horrible. Why do I not do this? Why do I not literally make money while I sleep? Imagine waking up and finding ten grand in your bank account. People sent to you trying to wake you up. Well, so like what? Th throughout the entire night, you're just like waking up every 20 minutes because somebody just put in 20 bucks? Well, it's not just a slot machine for money. It's like people are also streaming. Like a lot of people are just watching him sleep. Like like thousands of people are watching him sleep. Am I already like losing touch where I'm like, I don't get what these kids are doing. Well, you know, when we were growing up, I always felt like, because like our parents were always asking us questions about tech. and like, how do I use it in my email? How do I use this? How do I download this? Blah, blah, blah. And it kind of assumed that would never happen to me. It happened like 10 times faster to me than it happened to my parents. Well, the, the thing now I understand is that like people will figure out every way possible to make money in the dumbest of ways. And I, I so I, while the sleep thing is like baffling to hear about it, it doesn't surprise me that somebody came up with it. Like people make money and make content out of doing literally anything <laughs> and they've accomplished it. Yeah, this is actually probably not even remotely the weirdest thing. Oh, my God. Oh, obviously. My God. Non-sexual, you know. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later on. Uh, the OnlyFans. Dark Fantasy After Dark. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Next award here, DK. All right. I'm going to bring up Lamar Jackson again because, I mean, honestly, he's very important to fantasy. He's He has yeah, been I've one heard. of the like best players in fantasy over the last few years. It's just not happening this year. It's kind of frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, Dance feels, clown? This feels like, yeah, really. This feels like the litmus test award for him. Like, this is a litmus test for him for the rest of the year. Like, they're going up against the Jags. If he can't deliver in this game, I'm actually going to start kind of getting worried. The Jags have the 30th ranked defense per DVOA. They're 30th against the pass, 15th against run. Top 10 in yards and pass touchdowns allowed to opposing quarterbacks. 10th in points allowed to fantasy quarterbacks. Like, I understand that the Ravens passing offense is struggling. It's not very good. Like, it's schematically not that good. They don't have a lot of talent. But, like, if he can't come through in this game, like, it's going to suck. I'm going to start to get really worried. What do you think? I think? completely agree. I mean, the, the Ravens could not put away the Panthers for, like, 53 minutes. And then, like, we're very, very dominant for, like, seven minutes. And I know it's weird because, like, well, you held them the three, the defense playing well. But, like, this offense was, like, inept against the Carolina Panthers. And if they can't get get, get something go uh, come off their bye against the Panthers, and if they can't self-correct against the Jaguars, it's like, I thought the Ravens were going to win the division. I was big on that this season. And it's like, I, it has ramifications beyond. They're negotiating with Lamar. Yeah, that's it's what like, I was going to ask. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge deal. I mean, literally and figuratively, but like Lamar's contract, but then it's like, 
I mean, I think Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, is probably going to have to go if they don't really, if they just fizzle out again in the playoffs. They're not letting Lamar go. And so, I don't know. I think there's, I, I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say there's like an existential crisis looming for this offense if they <laughs> right. can't put up points on the Jaguars. Because they yep. got to play the Bengals. Like, they got important games coming up. I'm just, yeah, because like, this is actually what I was going to ask next is, like, does this, game potentially sort of like a turning point for the franchise in terms of like what happens at the quarterback position, what happens with their offense, what happens with their offense coordinator. I think two and three. Lamar is staying, but two and th- they got yeah. Greg Roman, I don't think has a future with this you, team if they just fizzle out and have three points at a playoff game again. Like do they, does this, like they might need to change their entire identity, honestly. And like Heifetz, you always talk about how like in five years, we're going to be talking about how <laughs> Lamar is just destroying the NFL in a spread system or whatever. Like, I, I'm just very curious to see. Lamar just and Cliff like, Kingsbury are together three years from oh now, just lighting exactly. the world on fire. Just incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyways, I'm very fascinated <laughs> with this game and, and Lamar Jackson in general because I keep thinking it's going to happen. I think it will happen. But if it doesn't happen this week, I'm going to be worried. What do you think? Yeah. So we'll see. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So I also want to see just still real vibes check fascinated morbidly by Titans Bengals this week. Why morbidly? I guess not morbid. I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I just think of the Titans morbidly because they're like a bad team that is just always beating good teams. Maybe that, you know what I mean? I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. I think that just the Titans bookending that win last week that in the playoffs with like the two Tannehill interceptions and they had nine sacks of Burrow in between. This feels like such an important game for both teams and I'm just kind of like fascinated. I, like, I don't even have much... Um, it's it's fantasy wise like you're gonna play who you're gonna play but I kind of look at this it just feels so crucial for the Bengals to like come out and actually win and not just let Joe Burrow get sacked all the time again but also I think mentally it's really important for the Titans to not lose to the Bengals again 
They're going to, so the Bengals are going to have to pass in this game almost surely. The Titans have been the best run defense in the NFL, if not like, right? They easily one of the best, if not the best in the NFL. Um, and I think a big thing here is, is Jamar Chase going to come back? We don't know. It's a Tuesday, so it's still very early. There's some hope, it sounds like, that he's going to be able to make it back for this game. Um, but if he doesn't, like, T. Higgins has been, you know, kind of the rock of this passing game. The Titans are my new team because the Vikings and Giants have failed me that I can't wait to bet against in the playoffs, as I do every year with the Titans. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I don't think I'd bet against the Titans. The Titans are just like unbettable against the Titans are so they lose every season. Every year they're like twelve and four and they blow every, it in round one. Everybody loses every season. <laughs> they're they're only twelve and four because they win games they shouldn't win. They were like the one seed last year and they blew it yeah, round but one. Like they weren't good. That was the cra- it was crazy that they became the one seed. That's my point is they do this every year. They're always they, they always <laughs> finish much better than they actually are. I mean, th- this team has two losses with Ryan Tannehill. They lost weeks one and two, and they haven't lost since with Tannehill. Yes, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know what we're arguing about. That's incredible. Yeah, but I'm saying it's fraudulent. This team is not good. They're they're well they're coached. Not fraudulent. They, they're oh, they huge are who frauds. They, no, it's different. It's different. The Vikings are frauds <laughs> because we know what the Titans are, which is this like disgust they drag you to the muck and they just like beat you there with experience like they drag every like they just and i don't know it's they just win but like no one thinks like oh they're like the best team in the nfl but they don't win they they, they disappoint they, they lose in some playoff game where they're seven point favorites every single year yeah I, i'm curious in a year like this year where quarterbacking is bad like generally obviously mm-hmm. a lot of the good quarterbacks are going to be in the playoffs so this might be like it's like a moot point, but like dr- the whole drag you into the muck philosophy, which they clearly have, like they just want to slow the game down. They want to run. They want to kick you in the mouth. All those cliches. Um, will it actually work in this type of season, well, in this type of like environment? To Craig's point, no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I was but like, nah, there's always nah. a team that isn't like the best team in the NFL that people are like, Oh, no one wants to play them. But we say that for like every team. Every team is like, no one wants to play these guys. The Titans are actually the team that nobody wants to play. I like how Craig spends all his waking hours just trying to figure out who's the biggest fraud. <laughs> if only so you had been a, a little them. involved in the FTX thing that would have earlier. <laughs> all right. Probably unanswerable questions of the week. Yeah. Could the Steelers offense actually be fantasy relevant for the rest of the season? Kenny Pickett had one of the most brutal stretches ever for a rookie QB. It was quite literally just tossed into the deep end of the pool because the the guy barely played in preseason, wasn't taking first-team reps. Mitch Trubisky was. And then they just tossed him into the hardest schedule I can imagine for a rookie. Yeah. He came in. It's like Mad Libs for bad teams you don't want to play. And played the Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, and Eagles back to back to back to back. Yeah. Somehow won one of those games. They beat the fucking Bucks. Um, but if you look at if you look at the difference in statistics for, for Pickett, Pickett beat Tom Brady. It's unbelievable. If you t- turn it on, Tom, now or never. Uh, but if you look at the stats, if you look at the stats of Pickett since that gauntlet ended, it, it's been a lot better. He's like markedly improved in mm. pretty much every way. I mean, he's throwing deep way more. Yards per attempt is way up. Completions twenty plus yards is way up. His EPA on dropbacks is way better. Um, his passer rating in general is just a lot better. And look, I mean, the last two weeks after this gauntlet ended, they played the Saints and the Bengals. And in those two games, Najee, back-to-back best two rushing games of the season. Pickens coming off his best two games of the season. Fryermuth coming off his best game of the season. And the next five games, they're playing the Colts, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, and Raiders. 
for all for how much we, shit we've given the Steelers and deservingly so, and we burned them in like week three or whatever, I actually think there's like four to five players on the Steelers that could be fantasy relevant through the rest of the season. Dude, we're so reactionary, it's unbelievable. Like <laughs> yeah. when this Kenny happens every Pickett, year though. When Kenny yeah. Pickett came in, we all everybody, not just everybody had more or less the same analysis. Kenny Pickett should play over Trubisky. However, the next five weeks are like the hardest possible weeks that Kenny Pickett could be entering the game. So it's like he's probably not going to play well. He's probably going to play terribly. And we'll see after that. Those five, six weeks came by. He was horrible. And now we're like, whoa, what if he's good? It's like, yeah, the Steelers, like that's why we've been saying for two weeks, like George Pickens is a bylow, Deontay Johnson, Najee, all these guys are bylows because like that's exactly what just happened. So yeah, I completely agree, Craig. Craig, the numbers would be even better if he if Pickens hadn't dropped a fifty yard touchdown pass yes. to catch yeah. like late in the game too. I mean, be frisky. I think just anecdotally, obviously, Craig put together all the numbers, but like I will absolutely agree. Like it just seems like he's pushing the ball down the field so much more and so much more accurately, so much more assertively. Just in terms of like he, he feels more comfortable with where he's going with the football when he drops back. You know what I mean? Like you know I think he was easier just, to push it downfield is not playing the Eagles, Bucks, and. <laughs> that yeah i mean i think we, it's it's funny because we talk about matchups a lot but at the same time we probably still underrate matchups you know what i mean like strength yeah. of matchup and how how much resistance a good defense will provide against like the guys that you're gonna be um like starting in your lineup every week i don't it, like there's there's no easy way to like quantify matchups because there's just so much chaos and so many diff- like guys are not gonna line up against the same corner every play usually Mm -hmm. but just good teams good like good defensive lines versus bad offensive lines like that can really really stifle an offense and we saw that obviously with the Steelers here um so I like this one I'm I'm very excited to see I I want Pickett to be the answer for the Steelers I don't want them to start over you know what I mean I don't want them to have to start over next year because I want all these guys to to thrive I want George Pickens to become the star that I think he could be I want Pat Fryermuth to be just help us with the tight end position. Somebody like, obviously it'd be great to have him become a very good player in fantasy. So yeah, I'm kind of invested in the Steelers in the second half year or the uh, down the stretch. I should say, I mean, look, Kenny Pickett has started six games in his career, six. Yeah. And it feels like everybody has an opinion on what his career is going to look like. And the first four games were against like three of the top five defenses in the league. (laughs) A lot of time left. All right. Next award here. DK. So going back to the they're not hot, they're just famous word. I don't know if this really applies to the Seahawks, but I, Wait, I'm DK, curious to see. Can you put a, can you attach a celebrity to this category title? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. There's a couple that come to mind for me. Okay, it's, this is a terrible example. I thought of Woody Harrelson for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't is, think is, anyone is, thinks he's hot, though. Is, yeah, <laughs> is there a large group of people that he's are like really into Woody Harrelson? <laughs> I don't know. He's just like a well. I would say he's like a leading man in in Hollywood, but he's pretty ugly. I guess. Yeah, is but my that's point. just because that's how the, the <laughs> uh, patriarchy works. There are two people who come to mind for me. Heifetz, do you have any? There's one clear, clear just, you go. winner. Pete Davidson. Oh my God! Yeah. No, it's well. Well, I don't think that's about his looks. I think that's about the um. Oh, the BDE. Yeah, well, no, it started out as like aura. wink, wink, Pete Davidson, huge dick. And then it became dating Pete Davidson is like the best way to like get headlines and like cover of magazines and stuff. So it like now 
your PR team can just kind of set you up on a date with Pete Davidson and get the photo shoot. And now you just like kind of shoot to the top of the paparazzi. Yeah. He's like, he's like dating rehab. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. He's like a, it's, it, I, I, I don't have like the pop culture lexicon, but it's like Kim Kardashian did that so that Kanye would see it on his phone. Like it's to get a push notification sent to Kanye. You know what well, I mean? And now, and now he's allegedly dating Emily Ratajkowski. But uh, anyway, I, I do. Who's the other? You. Who's your other one, Craig? Adam Driver. Ooh. Adam Driver is not hot. He's just famous. Everybody needs to <laughs> well, relax. He's extremely tall. What's also funny is like I love great when actor. Men try I like him a lot. Charismatic, objectively, and not hot. I also love when men try to tell women that men aren't hot. All right, and yeah. women are like. No, you're wrong. And men are like mansplaining <laughs> to women who's attractive. <laughs> I do think that what straight men think is hot in another man is completely different than what straight women think is hot in another man. Like, yeah, so that's why I'm like, well. Like, I feel like guys just pick like whoever's the most ripped. We're like, uh, Henry Cavill. And then like girls are like, no, <laughs> Pete Davidson's hotter than Henry Cavill. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Look at Henry his Henry Cavill is beautiful. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> Yes, I understand that there's a lot that goes into it. The personality, the vibes, you know, all, but but I don't know. King is that now a good movie. <laughs> Anyways, so I was, we talked about, we ha we used this category <laughs> last week about the Cowboys and whether they're hot or just famous. Turns Clearly out they're they hot. Both. <laughs> yeah, they're both. They're hot and famous. Um, the Seahawks don't really apply to this, but I still wanted to talk about kind of like, are the Adam Seahawks Driver. for real? Like, are the Seahawks actually going to be an NFC playoff team? Um, coming off a, a, a Bucks, a loss into the Bucks that I thought was pretty demoralizing. I would say, like they didn't play terribly, but I don't know. I was kind of going into that game expecting the Seahawks to win and actually continue um, like their magical season and all this. What, what were you gonna say? They did play terribly. Did they? I mean, it wasn't like terrible. I thought. Well, okay. regardless, I mean, I guess like the point is they lost and they were not as good as they used like were earlier in the season. It felt like the, the win came out of their cells a lot. And so I'm very interested. I for the first time I'm succumbing to the idea that like the Seahawks could be good. I'm succumbing to hope, which sucks. Like because I came into the year like not caring at all what the Seahawks would do <laughs> as a Seahawks fan, and now I'm like, oh god, I kind of want them to win now. So they're playing the Raiders this the Raiders this week. <laughs> Raiders. This? The Raiders. We Raiders. mentioned the Raiders. We mentioned on the Wednesday pod, which um, we recorded like half an hour ago because we're banking them before Thanksgiving, and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were talking about how the Broncos, like, if the Broncos hand the Seahawks a top five pick, it's like one of the greatest trades ever. But the flip side is, if the Broncos get a top five pick and the Seahawks win the NFC West, wow. I kind of do think it is actually probably a top five trade ever right. in any sport. It's like pretty hard to find five trades better than that. And I kind the Niners, I thought, looked unbelievable rocking the yeah. Cardinals on Monday Night yeah. Football. And I do think the Niners are going to be great. Like the McCaffrey Kittle Debo thing is kind of everything you wanted to see. But dude, I I, I hear what you're saying. Like it, the Seahawks, good teams. One of the best instances of good teams is like good teams should crush bad teams. And it'll be really cool if the Seahawks come out and just beat the Raiders by like 14 points. That would be nice to see. Yeah, I mean the Raiders did. Are they're coming off of a big win? You know, emotional. So that could go <laughs> in the Seahawks' favor. <laughs> that disgusting. Broncos Raiders game. It's like we did it for Josh. I swear, man. I, every time Devonte Adams and and Derek Carr complete a pass, it's like they just like solve the, the problems of the world. They like hug each other and look into one another's eyes. 
um, but Hyphens, to what you said, like the 49ers, <laughs> I think the 49ers by dominating uh, on Sunday night football, kind of like leapfrog back into the consciousness of the nation in terms of like the 49ers are who to fear in the NFC West. And those like, uniforms are so cool. McCaffrey looks yeah. unbelievable in the gold helmet. Jimmy G's playing really well. Like they've got incredible weapons on the offense. Like they Dude, just Jimmy look G's pink good. suit. I was like, fuck, this guy is so hot. <laughs> yeah. I think Chiefs um, Niners is a great and women do think he's hot. Well, he is hot. Chiefs he's Niners so hot. is a great Super Bowl bet. A little repeat of two years ago. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um I kind of anyway. think the Cowboys are gonna make the Super Bowl. I've kind of like I'm kind of there. There's no way Mike McCarthy gets there. I thought that, right? <laughs> uh, all right. I want to shout out a little awkward family dinner award. Sure. Which, you know, Thanksgiving seems appropriate. Dude, you know when, like, you're fighting with your family and it's, like, bad, but, like, people are coming? So you kind of have to, like, resolve it. Put on mm-hmm. your game face. Yeah. And then people come over and it either, like, dissipates and you get over it or, like, it just lingers and boils and explodes. And I'm like, I want to see what happens with the Zach Wilson thing. It's Tuesday. We don't know if he's going to start or not. Robert Sala saying he might not. I feel like he's going to start. I think he gets one last shot at it. Yeah. I think he has to. I, I think that they they should. He should start. I think it's not hyperbole to say. If Zach Wilson plays, I think this is easily the biggest game of his entire career. And not to be dramatic, it's like an inflection point for his entire life. Yeah. Is he going to go the way of Josh Rosen? It's like it, it, how you respond to this moment where Stephen A. Smith is like yelling about you on first take and saying you're a boy. Like, I, like you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but you're a tough. boy. Eli, you boy. <laughs> Men face accountability. Boys run from it. <laughs> it's incredible. But. Bears defense not good right now. I want to well, see. Well, that's the thing, though. So, like, if, if the if the Jets win fourteen to ten and a banged up Justin Fields loses, like, what do we like? No, what does that no, say? No. I don't think it, no. But that's the thing is, I don't think anyone's gonna have any illusions. But what I'm watching for is body language. Like Bill, Bill always talks about being the body language doctor. It's not even just Zach Wilson's body language. I want to watch Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, all these receivers. Every time that like he does bounce a pass at them. Are they like kind of like, all right, cool. We're going to, or like, are, are they going to keep slumping their shoulders or throwing up their hands? Like what the fuck, Zach? It's like, I almost don't care who wins <laughs> in like a bang. If Justin Fields doesn't play, it's Trevor Simeon. Who cares if the Bears win or not? Like the Jets, it's important for the playoffs. But like, I'm so interested to see if the team in any sort of way, like hate to say this, but like uses the adversity to like come together or if they're still like, fuck this guy. He's getting, he's getting absolutely freaking destroyed. As in he the should. Yeah, he should. Dude, they, dude, again, again, seeing a wild at Stephen A. Smith rant in the wild. He's like, Stephen A. Smith was like, he had negative 21 yards of net passing in the second half. And Stephen A's like, pauses for like 11 seconds. And he's like, well, I could do that. <laughs> also, Zach like, Wilson. You're right, is, Stephen A. You could do that. He has no, Zach Wilson has has no characteristics of a leader. It feels like, I, I'd love to know. I, I wish we could. Have you you know how Mike Sando does the, the the quarterback tiers and he has people anonymously vote? I'd love to know which quarterbacks are just the best in a huddle, the best giving a pregame speech. I want to know who is the best all the way to the worst. I have to imagine Zach Wilson is in the bottom two. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, I I, I uh, have my doubts about young. You Zach. know what I mean? Like who's the best? Brady? I don't know. Oh, I, see, I'd, he's I'd love to know the great. that. 
He's yeah. never died. He can't die. Somebody like Justin yeah. Herbert, who's like a little bit quieter. Like, I'd like to know what the players actually kind of get from him on the sidelines, in the huddles. I'd love to know who is just like, <laughs> or or like a mediocre quarterback who's just like electric in the huddle. I, I well, want to know you that. See, that's a, that's Magnetic. a good, good part. Like, like have Josh, you seen the- Josh Allen. All these mic'd up things of Trevor Lawrence. And it's like, Lawrence, oh, quiet guy. And you hear him mic'd up and you're like, oh, he's like not great at the talking. And like, he just is so awkward trash. Like, Yeah. Some people just have it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like Joe Montana, the famous story about him pointing out John Candy in the final drive of the game. Like, I want to know <laughs> which quarterbacks good. have that component. Well, the irony is game. Brady's really bad at shit talking. Like, he's not creative. It's just him being Tom Brady eventually led to him commanding respect. <laughs> but in terms of shit talking, he's like, he's, he's awful. How much of it is also media created, too? That's what I'm curious about. Like, well, no, I, I think, think Joe, Joe Burrow has story. some mythology around him. You know, he's like sure. this gamer. Yeah, but I mean, I think he probably really is, and people rally around him. But like, how much of it is media? Like, I just want to know who in the locker room, like before running through the tunnel, is like giving the "Remember the Titans" speech to fire everybody up. I feel like I'm go. I'm going to run through a wall for Josh Allen. I will yes. have no doubt that Tom Brady is going to carry my team to a win. Those are the first two I think of. I think Jay Cutler's last. <laughs> Joe yeah. Flacco is last. I bet you pre ayahuasca Rogers was good. Yeah. Before Rodgers got weird, I bet you he was good. Well, you know who actually, we're dancing around this. You know who was last and is always last was probably Russell Wilson. Oh. Yes. I do oh, think in, in, his, in his heyday, speech. I think in his heyday though, like they did believe in him. I think in the last like five or six years, it's, it's fallen it, off. It wore thin real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, this is like why people were down on Herbert, I think coming into the NFL too. It's just because like his quote-unquote bedside manner or whatever. Like, he just, like, not a leader of men. Jared, dude, Jared Goff on Hard Knocks, when he was, like, the cameras came to his home and he had that golf thing in his back and he's just, like, chipping and he's obviously just been practicing that all day. And, like, I don't know. That whole L.A. Hard Knocks season, I was like, this guy does not seem like... It wasn't like they hated him. It just was like, this person this person doesn't seem believed. No, you don't want to follow we're, him We're completely battle. forgetting Mahomes, too, who I had 100%. Mahomes like, have is... zero yeah. doubt that he's going to, like, but do I, something But being ridiculous. good solves... 90 percent true it. that's true but i think mahomes is i don't know i i trust mahomes i don't know mahomes is kind of like a dork to me i don't well, know honestly wait you talk about <laughs> someone who's like the the key is you need who's bad but respected the answer is taylor heineke pitbull he's got the moxie like he's Seriously. not good but all the players are like man we love this guy jalen hurts is also like obviously. yeah jalen hurts i'd say like inspires confidence like he's just so even keeled and confident that's like, like no Eagles players are liking Instagram comments, shit talking Jalen Hurts the way the Steelers players are already liking comments about Kenny Pickett. Like, do you know who else is bottom of the barrel? Kyler. Yeah. Did mm. you see the Kyler and uh, Hopkins fight? Mm. I don't know what, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Pouting, not really getting like, not talking to anybody on the sideline. Although I think Brady does that a little bit too. I don't know. Well, he's so old now. <laughs> <laughs> Brady can do whatever he wants, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh there's, I think there's shades of gray with every fucking quarterback. Let's be honest. It Winning does help when, if you have like, a, yeah, I was going to say, if you've won in the past, it's, you're going to build that mythology. So. All right. Those are our awards. Uh, real quick email, not even an email. Some tweeted us. Uh, just got to mention this. We can do this on the Friday show. Uh, we have been asked. Also, if you have kids, earmuffs. If you're with your family, earmuffs. <laughs> Again. This is just, we, um, early, we, earliest week. I don't know how, I don't know why. A lot of talk about, I don't like saying this word out loud, cucking. 
a lot of cuck talk, a lot of disagreements on like the nuances of what cucking is, what is cucking in a fantasy term. I got to tell you, every time we do this, we're like, should we talk about this? Is this inappropriate? Is it weird? And we vowed to like never bring this up again on the pod, <laughs> like uh, privately. That lasted one podcast. We were like, two podcasts is enough. <laughs> and yet, as soon as we decided to never bring this up again, someone actually, na- so to speak, nailed the exact answer of what cucking is in fantasy football. I can't believe it took us this long. Yep. Fantasy cucking is when you are rooting for your player to score against your own real life football team. (laughs) It's 100% the answer. It's probably happened to all of us where it's like, hmm, Giants are already going to lose. The Giants are like two and nine this season. Do they really do? But like, man, got Tony Pollard. Come on, Tony, score on the Giants. And you're like, you feel bad. Watching Stefan Diggs put up a hundred and a touchdown on the Steelers, and I'm just like quietly aroused. Gabe Davis has a 98 yard touchdown, and you're like, "Yeah, Gabe, do it to him. Give me another one." Oh boy, that's it. We we solved it. Solved it. We'll never talk about this ever again. Yeah, uh, probably we promise will. for Definitely. at least one more podcast. We yeah. probably will in the next show. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you. Everyone for listening. Hope you had happy Thanksgiving. Thank you to um, whoever doesn't fire us for talking about that a third time. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Sia. <laughs> Look at DK. The singer. Isn't I know she, who that is. Artist. Doesn't she, um, doesn't she have like an interesting backstory? I'm not familiar with it, to be honest. Well, I do know that she has terrible stage fright. It's why she's always covered. It's why you never see her face. Or she sometimes sings turning around. Isn't like the pop singing industry so obviously ages skewed toward having like beautiful young women that she was much like way older than normal for pop store to emerge. So they basically like didn't reveal the how old she's like 46 and they didn't really reveal that so much later because she was afraid of getting shut out of the industry. I also believe she she started as a, a really popular songwriter. She writes a lot of songs for people. Hmm. Sia has had a lot of bangers in her day. Very talented. Yeah. Titanium. I'm fascinated by these people who just are like the people that like the Beyonce's come in to like write their songs and just like these A-list songwriters that we've never heard of, but like have put stuff in our brains. Pretty much since Taylor Swift's beginning, she has had a co-writer who's like a 65-year-old lady who writes all of her songs with her. What? Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. Wait, is Taylor Swift just the vessel for this wise 65-year-old woman? Uh, Taylor Swift does write a lot of her songs, but the she's nominated for, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The... The most recent one, like the Hi, It's Me, I'm the Problem with Me. No, 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 because that's not eligible to be for these Grammys. Grammy nominations. I actually lost track because she's released so much music in the last year and a half. I actually don't know. Why is it so hard to find Grammy nominations? (laughs) Dude, I swear, there's like a thing. Finding nominations for any award show online is hard. Oh, not even that. Google is worse. I am convinced. Please email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have thoughts on this. I think Google... Is it's worse. It's harder to find things than it used to be by a lot. A hundred percent. Like the SEO has been gamed to a point where it's like, it, I feel like I've never had to filter more to get basic stuff. Also, Craig, not to be an asshole, I found these Grammy nominations in like five seconds. What's the Taylor Swift album or whatever nominated? What's it called? Oh, I just deleted Swift. It is called. Oh, this website's broken. I see, what see dude. <laughs> <laughs> what hell is this? It's, you got no, cocky. I'm on Grammy.com, and you're right. It's like read more, but there's like nine read more. It's mores. a fucking catastrophe. <laughs> this website's terrible. I see what you're saying. It's like trying oh to find God. a recipe. It's like I don't know where <laughs> I'm going. This is so bad. I spoke way too soon.
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, the album is con- called Evermore. Uh, okay. Which came out in? <laughs> Do you know how many people were screaming that at us for the entire just time? Fucking, they just the want to wring our necks right now. People yeah. knew that. We're like Evermore. I know. Uh, what? But anyway, she has this co-writer lady who. Uh, <laughs> Can you find her name? Anyway, Liz Rose. Liz Rose. That's who it is. So Liz Rose is this like super genius that we. Liz Rose is sixty-five years old from Texas. And she's responsible for like 17 of Taylor Swift's songs. She was there back in the day for You Belong With Me. Just this old country writer woman. Just cranking out songs with Swift. She's probably so rich. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. She's written all... Oh, my God. Teardrops on my guitar. I mean, that was like... like a quarter of Taylor Swift's songs. Yeah. Who is this woman? Craig, oh my God! Yeah, how, this is can we can we list. become songwriters? How do we do this? I'm not sure. Try, try and write one, DK. Okay, write a pop okay. song. <laughs> just just think of a phrase. I've listened to songs before. I know how to do it. Just think of like a common saying mm-hmm. about like relationships, and that's your hook. Okay. It's so true. But also, like, it's insane how like singers will just take a saying and make it a song. But like, how Jimmy Buffett gets credit for like it's five o'clock somewhere is unbelievable. I know. Like that, like Jimmy Buffett came up with that. Come up with like any, like when a couple breaks up, but you still have the t-shirts of your ex, there's a song. <laughs> you still, but I still got oh, I your you meant, like, sure. You got t-shirts made together and you still have them. <laughs> like no. you, you, have, you have matching t-shirts is what I we thought could you were definitely do a country pop. No, country pop. Like <laughs> I want, but I, can I get my sweatshirt back and just rhyme something with like. Fucking Marin Morris could have a song called like, I still wear your shirt when I sleep at night. And it's it would be huge. The pain. I can't sing, but like the pain, it hurts. But can I get my sweatshirts? Yeah. You know, just like Florida Georgia Line. Where are you? I'm keeping that in the pod for sure so people can hear that. <laughs> and they can steal it and, and get famous off that. Come on, guys. It's free. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>